0: Good morning. This is Eileen Epps-Hamilton with the Word Ministries. And I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of Morning Reflections, where we help you begin each day with God. We are excited today to continue in this series on obedience. Obedience. Our scripture comes out of Psalms one hundred nineteen, sixty-six 66 through 67. Teach me knowledge and good judgment. For I believe in your commands. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I obey your word. In his book, Think Like Jesus, Polster George Barna tackled a formidable question. How do Christians develop a biblical worldview in a fallen world? But more than that, Why is it important? How is it possible to be in this world but not out of this world? Our struggle with this dilemma is demonstrated by the world's inability to see believers as being different than others. The world labels Christian beliefs as intolerant and antiquated. Because of that, we believers often remain silent about our faith. The result is that we believers do not walk in the way that God would want us to be. We're not the salt that we're supposed to be, and our light has grown dim, as it says in matthew five thirteen through sixteen You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its taste." How does its saltiness be restored? Barner offered several scriptural principles to guide us as we create a biblical worldview for our life. One of these principles is the importance of obedience. Obedience is more than just following the letter of the law, it is discerning what God wants and choosing to seek that outcome. Last week, we spoke about the beginning of Lenten season and the opportunity we had to focus on self-examination and self-denial. We said that it was a great time to talk about the topic of obedience and to address some of the issues that may cause us not to be obedient. We defined obedience as submission to authority And that most of us, when we think about obedience, we think about its opposite, which is disobedience. Operating with that definition, people immediately view obedience as harsh and demanding. Their response is understandable and also very resistant. Resistance is anchored in our human desire to control our destiny. For the unbeliever and the believer, too, this desire to control our destiny includes, unfortunately, living independent of God's rule in our life. This response, unfortunately, misses the intent of godly obedience. That's why we need a biblical view of obedience. How does God view it? from his word and his truth. In the Old Testament, obey is interpreted as to hear, to hear. It stresses not only hearing, but also understanding. As God spoke through his revelation, which includes his ways and his works, his people were able to hear and understand his desire for them in jeremiah 29:11 it says for i know the plan i have for you plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope in the new testament obey is not only connected with hearing but also it means to convince and to persuade. Obedience is described as an attitude and a faith-rooted disposition. It's an attitude and a faith-rooted disposition. In 2 Corinthians two nine, it says, For this is why I wrote that I might test you whether you are obedient in everything. And the disposition, we can look at Philippians 2.12 that says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but also in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And that was Paul speaking to the church at Philippi, also the Corinthian text that we use. So obedience is an attitude and a disposition we hear we are persuaded and in an attitude of faith and trust we obey we hear we are persuaded and in a faith of an attitude of faith and trust we obey when we hear god speak to us through his spirit our response to his instruction should be yes. In John 10, 27, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Obedience flows from the heart. The obedience of Jesus is held as the ultimate example for believers. Jesus heard God's instruction and humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. His obedience flowed out of his personal relationship with God. He heard and knew the Father. More importantly, Jesus' obedience was connected and motivated by his love. That's why it's so important that we develop a relationship, a practicing God's presence each day, of hearing his voice, reading his word, and his word being lifted off through the Holy Spirit into our hearts, so we understand his intent for our life. A plan of good and and good result is what it's about. It's not about ruining our fun, but it's about helping us to live out the purpose that He has designed for us. Obedience is the outward response of the heart that loves God. God's call for obedience is a loving invitation to experience His best. Man's response to God's invitation is a heart that hears and a heart that turns to Him. Psalm 14 Reads, the Lord looked down from heaven on the children of man to see if there were any who would understand and would seek him. Obedience, properly understood from a biblical world perspective, is never a cold or impersonal command that arouses resentment. Our responsive obedience should flow from a heart that hears God's voice feels God's love, and turns to him. There are several writers who share their opinions on obedience that I'd like to um, share with you today. One of uh, my favorite authors that I'm reading his book, The Cost of Discipleship, is Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And he says, you can only learn what obedience Obedience is by obedient, obeying. You can only learn what obedience is by obeying. F.B. Meyer says, God does not fill us with his Holy Spirit, who believe in the fullness of the Spirit, are those who desire him, but those who obey him. God does not feel with His Holy Spirit those who believe in the fullness of His Spirit or those who desire Him, but those who obey Him. Obey God and leave all the consequences to Him. That sound familiar? That comes from Reverend Dr. Charles Stanley. We are responsible for the consequences of our disobedience, but when we obey God... We can leave the consequences to him. So today, if you would like to be in a position to begin to obey him and walk in the fullness of his joy and in the fullness of his love, if you want to hear him, we invite you, if you haven't accepted a relationship with him, that you do that as a beginning of that obedience process, it's easy. You just ask Jesus to come into your heart, ask him to forgive you of your sins, and then ask him to lead you and guide you into walking in newness and acknowledging that he is the Son of God. Go to our website, itwministries.org, click on the invitation tab, and it will give you the instructions on how you can do it. That will be the best gift you can give yourself this Lenten season and as you move forward in obedience. That's it for today. We ask that you would share this podcast with your friends and family, and we look forward to being with you next week as we continue to talk about obedience and the Lenten season. Thank you. Have a great week. Bye-bye.